Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tori Dealing With, where each episode is short, sweet, and the perfect thing to enjoy in the morning, just like your coffee. Have you ever been in a room full of people and felt like an intruder? Or even going out with friends that you know and love and still feeling a sense of isolation? Today I'm going to use this podcast to focus on feelings that have been coming up for me a lot lately, and that is a feeling of being disconnected. I don't always experience these feelings, but I've started to notice them come up more and more as I evolve as a person. My experiences in public places have changed when I'm around large groups of people and especially at sports bars. When I'm in a crowded room, I find myself clinging for anything to connect with. When I'm at a bar and I see so many people screaming at a TV for their favorite sports team to win, I find it really hard to feel like I even belong in that space. Now, I'm truly happy for others when I see them living in the moment and enjoying their time, doing whatever they want. But it does lead me to self-reflect on why I feel like in some of these places I just don't belong. I'm not sure exactly where these feelings of disconnection started, but I can tell you that they've grown a lot in recent years. The old Tory patterns of going out to a bar, drinking, and escaping reality just don't feel right anymore. When I was in college, I used to think that I was an extrovert. Someone who goes out, parties, thrives off large crowds, and is energized by everybody's energy. But the more time I've spent with myself and the more I've grown to enjoy my own ways, the harder it is to connect with people who feel like an older version of myself. I do wonder if being on TV has had a large impact on my social experience in that way. In the back of my mind, while I'm out, I'm always wondering if someone in the room knows me. I've been recognized in the most interesting places. One time, actually, a security guard in the airport of Morocco said, hey, you're Tori from The Challenge. So at that point, I realized you never know who's watched my life. But even if you're not going to be recognized in public for being on TV, there are still so many anxieties that can arise from simply being in public. The more and more I've gone out over the years, I've started to disconnect from my extrovertedness and retreat into myself. I never considered myself an introvert, but as time continues, I find more peace in this area. It's not that I don't like connecting with people, it's just that in order to feel energized from an interaction, I need to connect with people who provide a space for me that feels safe and where I feel seen. While talking to someone close to me recently, I confided these feelings in him. He pointed out to me that there is a term to describe the person who lives somewhere in between both introverted and an extroverted personality type. And that's when I learned about ambiverts. An ambivert is somebody who exhibits qualities of both introversion and extroversion and can flip into either depending on their mood, context, and goals. Ambiverts have also been called outgoing introverts. An introvert who can be outgoing in certain situations around certain people or when they absolutely need to be. This is a direct quote from the Science of People website written by Vanessa Van Edwards. So let's break it down even more simply with some context. An extrovert's motto would be, I'm drawn to people. I get energy from social gatherings and I'm fairly outgoing. An introvert would say, it's draining to be around lots of people. I prefer solitude and peace and quiet time. I usually crave alone time in my free time. And the ambivert says, it depends. And that's the truth. For me, it depends. I'm truly happy being around a large group of people if they make me feel safe and free. But I also love spending time alone, reading, learning, and creating all different types of projects. Finding a term to identify with in this way can feel really empowering. There's a whole new group of people out there that I can connect with, and that's an incredible discovery. There's a large number of the population that consider themselves to be ambiverts. With this information, more studies have been done to discover the power that this group of people holds. 
One of those places is in sales. Many sales companies believe that extroverts are leaders when it comes to closing deals with customers. But a study done by Adam Grant, an associate professor at Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, showed that ambiverts pulled in 24% revenue than introverts and a mind-boggling 32% more revenue than extroverts. The fine balance of charisma and connection makes a powerful combination. This stems from the ambivert's ability to truly listen to their customer, connect with them on a deeper level, and sell from a place of belief that the product will benefit the customer's lives. Whereas an extrovert might approach a similar situation, but with so much more charisma that it might feel cold and sales-driven from the consumer. Aside from sales, ambiverts help to create an atmosphere that can provide a sense of comfort. I can't count the number of times I've had conversations with a stranger in a bar where the conversation got deep enough to have a healing impact. Even when meeting fans, the conversation has been redirected from basic TV show talk into what the ayahuasca experience was like that I went through. Not only can those conversations be beautiful, but the bar actually seems to fade away. Typically, both the person and myself leave that conversation feeling recharged and uplifted. Vanessa Ann Edwards explains that it's important for an ambivert to make a list and track what types of environments make them feel certain ways. She recommends making three columns, one for thrive, an environment that makes you feel your best, another column for neutral, an environment that can go either way, and last for survival, an environment that feels really intense. In her personal list, she explains that she feels like she's thriving at dinner parties, movie nights, and barbecues. She feels neutral at phone conferences and networking events and feels as if she's surviving nightclubs, bars, and concerts. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever related to a list more in my life. And when I think back to my party days, the only reason why I felt like I was thriving in that environment is because I was drinking to feel like I could relate to everyone around me. What I've noticed now, especially without drinking, is that I can thrive when I'm out with friends because I'm with a close group of people that I trust. One of my most recent favorite nights with my friends was at a bar and we had our own section blocked off from everybody else's energy. In this space, I was able to simply dance and sing around with them without feeling like I was lost in the chaos in the club. But if I'm in the middle of a dance floor and people are pushing me around, listen, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I imagine if there's a hell, it's similar to that. So how do we honor the ambivert's nature? What skills and tools can we come across to cultivate a more enjoyable life for ourselves? Number one would be recognizing the disconnection. When you're in an environment where you feel like you're in survival, you have the choice to do one of two things, stay or go. I'm not a big fan of the Irish exit, but if you need to bounce without saying bye, just do it. No one externally can enter into your psyche and provide you the comfort that you need. So when your instincts kick in, listen to them. I feel so blessed to have the friends that I do because they honor my needs and when I tell them it's time for me to go, they respect it. Ask yourself this, if your friend came up to you and said they needed to leave, would you hold them back? If you would, then that's a whole different episode about control. But I'm sure most of you listening would show your friend some grace. So give that grace to yourself and communicate your needs. Regardless of their reaction, you should always put your needs first. Another problem is ambiverts like going out when they are in the right mood, with the right people. We're picky. But when you think about it, life is short and time is precious. So although, yeah, this can rub people the wrong way, your goal is not to please everyone. Honor yourself and be selective. When you're living as an aligned ambivert, you have the ability to be incredibly powerful. 
Our strengths are being flexible, stable, and intuitive. During the study I mentioned earlier by Larry Kim, he noted that someone who participated in his study said, Ambiverts know when to speak up and when to shut up, when to inspect and when to respond, when to push and when to hold back. This is such a beautiful skill that all ambiverts can access. In life, we'll find ourselves in all sorts of situations, so navigating them with intuition will produce a better environment for everyone. If you've ever wondered if you're an extrovert or ambivert or introvert, it's important to research that and learn where you fall. There are plenty of personality types out there that can help you identify what category you relate to the closest. When we discover these things about ourselves, we learn ourselves on a deeper level and can create a lifestyle that suits our needs more easily. All personality types are amazing in their own way, so allow yourself to feel empowered by learning more. I hope this episode brought you some peace and perspective on this beautiful Monday morning. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to. Your reviews mean so much to me. Seriously, I go back and I read them and they they really make my day. So thank you. And as always, I will link both the Tori Dealing with Facebook community page and the song of the week in the show notes below. And remember, no matter what happens today, it's beautiful to be alive. Thanks for listening.